Yo, 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 welcome to another Hefe cast on the 5th. Happy birthday, Rod. My man Rod turned 32 today. Yeah, I'm saying shout out Rod. Back in town, had to catch him, catch up with him. But today, doing a quick podcast. Ain't gonna be too much to talk about. Uh, I've been, oh, yeah, my shirt. It's a green shirt. Okay, I don't feel like changing my shirt today. I'm not gonna go in the closet. Just to put a whole nother shirt on just because the shirt I'm wearing is green. But I do like, we should make a shirt like this. Like with the, the polo. Polo should make a shirt with the shirt being like weed and, and the bear in the middle. Because that joke looks like. I just created a cooler shirt for polo. Send me my royalties. But anyways. Yeah, man. It ain't going to be too much to talk about. Like basically, I had stuff to talk about. I can't really remember. I've been, I just took a 30-hour drive to San Antonio for work, for business. Went great. And coming back didn't go as great. So I'm going to get into that type of situation. It's been really crazy. I'm talking about some of these, some of you men. Some of y'all have been tripping. I don't think y'all know who the hell y'all be talking to sometimes. But like, I got guys, I have it's some of these guys that I know, they're weird, weird energy. And I don't want none of your weird energy around me. I'm gonna explain and tell you why. And y'all need to check yourself before you uh, uh, address me straight up like that. I don't care. If it applies to you, then it means it's for you. If anybody else, it don't. Let that go over your head before it applies to you. We got something to talk about. Uh, just annoyed with people. Why, why when you help people, people like to uh, throw shade and all that stuff, you know? It's like, I see why people are in the predicaments they're in and why their bridges are burnt. Because they burn their own bridges. It's cool. It's all right. I did see Brittany Griner was arrested for nine years. I mean, uh, sentenced to nine years in Russia, which is complete BS. Um, And I do hope that we can get her back over here. But, I mean, we're talking about trading Victor Bout. Victor Bout, who is a... They literally made a movie about this man, the Lord of War. He's a crucial arms dealer. I mean, do you really want to put that type of man back on the on the streets? I don't know. Do we trade a potential mass? What would you call a guy who's a huge arms dealer? Like he can create so much chaos. Do you release? Do you trade Brittany Griner for Victor Bout, who potentially could cause chaos? And what you think that man is going to do after he didn't sat in U.S. jails for all these years? Oh, you think he's going to go back to Russia and just go back to cooking eggs, brothwurst in there, and, and omelets? No, he's probably going to get right back with Putin, and they're going to be con- conspiring, conspiring to figure something out. At least, I mean, what you, I mean, so I don't know. Do you do you do that? Do you Victor about it? I don't know. These are things that I've seen as I've been on the road. I thought it was crazy. But to dive into this trip, first I want to shout out my man P. <clears throat> we had a good time, yo. I mean, uh, honestly, had a really fun time on this trip. The last time, I can't really remember what order I've taken trips, but one of the last long-distance trips I've taken was uh, to California a few years ago. And it was probably the trip that made me want to stop doing long distance moves because 
not because of the travel, just because of the, the, the company that I was with. Uh, the guy who was running, who was riding with us, well, we was riding two trucks. He was horrible. He, he, he just, it was the owner of the company, man. He was a piece of shit. And now, excuse my language, but he was a piece of shit. And um, he made me hate driving to California. He made me he made me hate driving long distance. So this time, coming from Frederick, Maryland, all the way to San Antonio, the 30 plus hour drive, we had a good time. Um, good conversations. Uh, you know, we switching up seven hours driving, eight hours driving, stopping to get something to eat. You know, uh, it was cool, no problem. San Antonio is nice. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have a problem move, moving to Texas, but the issue is the tornadoes, bro. I, I just, I can't, I can't just be out there and then, you know, I'm out there. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, get in the in the bunker. Jump, jump in the bunker right now. I don't got time for that. No, I'm too black to be running from tornadoes. No, this ain't nope. Be fighting. A nah, nah. I'll stay right on this East Coast where. The most I got to deal with is some water. And shit, I'm going to get me a raft. So when it do flood, I'm just going to be. Anywho. So, yeah, let me get back to this trip. So, look, I get the Southwest. Yo, check this out. Check this out. I got to I gotta pat myself on the back on this one. We took a 30-hour drive. The last plane, because I had to get back home, was at 6.30, 6.45. We get to the storage unit at 2.30. At I say, look, we have a 26-foot truck loaded to the back. Yo, I'm not playing with you. There's 70 totes in there. There's workout machines, equipment. There's big tools. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I say, I got to be out of here. I got to be done by 4, 4, 15 so I can be to the, the uh, airplane, the airport, by 4, 40, 5, 4, 30, have two hours to get in because I've had a situation where I tried to Wait too late, and I miss my damn flight out in Vegas. Had to catch another flight like three hours later. But this ain't no other flight three hours later. The only flight coming is the next morning, and they're trying to charge $600 for that. And I'm like, ah, nah. In the great words of Michael Kyle, ah, nah. I'm not paying $600. So I'm, I'm like, look, that's what I want you to do, P. I want you to just bring the stuff to the back of the truck, and I'm going to run it. Like, I'm going to run it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to run this joke. Now, if you don't know what running means, if you're not in the trucking industry or moving business, running means, like, you're the one that's taking everything inside. You're, you're, you're the runner. And I was pumped because I need to be back. I need to catch this. He's driving to Atlanta. He's keep, he's taking the truck. He's driving home. I'm jump, I can't do another 14-hour drive to Atlanta and then fly home. Even my grandma's in Atlanta. Grandma, see you next. I love you. See you next. I got to catch you on the next. I can't. I'm tired, right? Barely any sleep. You know what I'm saying? Cooped up little truck, whatever. So I fly through this zone. I'm telling you, 26-foot truck. I didn't. We did an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half at the most. Flew through it. I, you know, if I was taking my time, might have taken two hours, three hours. Just chilling. But no, nah, I ain't had time to be playing around. I had to get back out. I, I couldn't be stuck out there. I mean, I could have. But I have stuff that I need to be I need to be dealing with, and I don't have time to just be stuck out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I crushed that out. 
I'm sweating. It's like 115 degrees out there. But I didn't, honestly, I didn't even realize it was that hot until I saw the heat. Like when I was looking at my phone, it was like 113. It's not humid heat. It's just dry. So it just feels like a hot day. You know what I'm saying? Because if I would have tried to move like that here, with the even in 85 humidity, I wouldn't have been able to run like that. First of all, I just sweated my shirt off. Literally, just shirt. I didn't take it off. Um, but anyways, I'm missing. Let me get to the point of the story. So, run. We run it. I'm sweating. You know what I'm saying? But I got it. And then, you know, I'm trying to be mindful. I'm about to get on the plane. I don't want to be smelling like Oshkosh Bagasse sauce while I'm sitting beside somebody. So, I'm like, look, what I'm going to do is just go to the airplane, the airport, and I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. I'm going to go in the, in the bathroom. And I'm going to do a damn bird bath. Yes, 31 years old. But I had to do a bird bath in the airport real quick because I, I couldn't go in there with the armpits slapping. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I, I just pow, pow. And yeah, change my shirt, switch the shoes, head into Southwest. On time, yes. Um, I was being a little too cautious because I wanted to buy some headphones. But, yo, $150 for headphones, even if I have the money, I don't want to spend it. I'm sorry. I, I don't care. I I got it. But it'd be like, I don't want to spend it. Bro, I, I just don't. So I took too long to figure out that I wanted to buy my damn headphones. And by the time I, 15 minutes later, by the way, it's only 5 o'clock. When I go back to get the headphones, they close both shops. So now... Okay, we're starting off on a, a sideways foot here. But it's cool, you know, went through TSA, no problem, cool, boom, boom, boom. So now waiting for the plane. I'm cooling. I'm talking to my boy Marcus on the phone. I'm laughing. I'm, you know, joking, about to be back, blah, blah, blah. All right, talking to my cousin, trying to set up a ride for when I get home. And I'm in group A. Now, y'all know about group A. That means you sit first. That means you get at least top 60 seats. You get the first 60. I'm actually number 59. Perfect for me. Now give me a good seat. Sit on the window. You know what I'm saying? Get to look at the views. Oh, yes. The clouds. Yes. Right? No. Wrong. This is how it went. So we in the line. They come by. Boop. Welcome to Southwest. Welcome to Southwest. Boop. Welcome to Southwest. Here I come. Boop. Er. Boop. Er. Okay, hold on. Oh, sir, I'm sorry. It's not your. It's not something you did. It's. Let me try one more time. Boop. Er. I'm like, yo, what's good? Like, for real, bro. This is embarrassing. I'm standing in front of all these people. Yeah, I got my shit all buzzing, like. Like I got, like I don't got no money on my credit card or something. Like this is, yo, come on, young. So she said, "Well, sir, I'm sorry. Can you just step out of the line and go to the desk and speak with the gentleman about what's going on?" I actually don't want to because I might have to lose my seats. But fine, fine. I go over there, I'm standing there. You know, you ever notice when you want something to be done, nobody wants to move at your pace. So I'm standing there watching the next B group go fill up all the damn seats. I'm just watching like, so I'm just going to be the last person on this plane, which means I'm going to get a bad seat. Okay. I wasn't happy. I'm a very vocal, unhappy person. I have to tell you. So the guy finally comes to me. 
what's going on? Well, I scan this and this says, I don't know what's going on. Can you tell me what's going on? You know what he tells me? Do you know what Southwest thought they was going to do with my ticket? I'll wait for you to just sit there and gander. Let's gander together. Hold on. Oh, you're still there waiting? Alrighty then. Uh, huh? Anywho, so uh made me forget what I was saying. What was it? <laughs> what was I saying, damn it? Oh, so the guy says to me, he says to me, Oh yeah. Um, because they delayed the flight 30 minutes because it was raining apparently here or someone's going thunderstorming and all this. Hey, rest in peace and prayers to the families of the four people, the three that died from being electrocuted or hit with lightning and the one person that's still in the hospital. Yeah, that's one of my biggest fear of life is um, being electrocuted. And um, who, who is that? She's kind of fine. So, prayers to those families. But they um, pushed it back. So, he's telling me, hey, because you're not going to be able to make your connection flight, because we're supposed to fly from San Antonio to Houston, from Houston to Baltimore. Oh, we're just going to take, we're going to pull you off of this flight. And we're going to set you up on the next one. Oh, the next one's 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, by the way. So, that means either I'm going to have to sit in this airport for 12 hours. Or I got to go back out there and go find a hotel. None of these options work for me. I said, first of all, <laughs> who authorized you to make that decision on my behalf? Secondly, I've been sitting right there, right there. And y'all wait until I'm getting on the fucking plane to tell me this shit now after I done drove 30 motherfucking hours. Did a goddamn job an hour and a half, rushed back over here, slapped my armpits with water and deodorant, and came back out here for your ass to tell me now, oh, no, nah, you can't. We're going to take you off the... You don't have that right to tell me that. Put me on my flight. Sir, lower your voice. I will not lower my voice. <laughs> Y'all know I get mad, bro. I won't lower my voice. You're going to put me on my plane like I asked you to. And he said something else. What did he say? I can't remember, but I know the last words. Oh, this is what he said. After I said, I will not lower my voice. He going to say, so, sir, do you want to get on this plane? Like, like, do you want to fly? As in, like, if you don't get your attitude together, I'm not going to allow you to get on this plane. Something like That's how he was coming off. Like, he was asking me, like, so you do want to fly, right? Because basically the way you're carrying yourself I won't let you. And I said, y'all thought I was going to change my tone? Fuck no. Hey. I said, oh, I dare you to threaten my flight after some shit that y'all done fucked up. Okay? Get me on my flight, bro. Right now. That works. I'm not about to play that. You're going to threaten who and tell me I'm going to stay where? If I have to stay here, I'm going to beat your ass before I get locked up. You fucking crazy? You going to, you, after y'all mix up, you're going to threaten my Put me on my plane right now, bro. So he did do what I said. Him and his stupid teammate over there, he ain't got nothing to say. Because the fire that he was getting, 
We're gonna convert it right over there. You next, mother sucker. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, he does what I tell him to do because who the fuck? I just paid $318 for this ticket. You're going to put me on my shit now. So he gives me the ticket. I snatch it. And I tell him, you lucky I have to be somewhere. Because I will slap the shit out of you. And I walk off. And then the girl who initially... uh scanned my thing and it kept boom boom she was like oh welcome to southwest i was like fuck you you know <laughs> hey i'll be getting mad bro i'm sorry don't don't judge me all right damn that was a lot well did you drive 30 goddamn hours cramped in a goddamn truck worked in 115 fucking degrees and did all this shit to get back over here that's some asshole tell you that you can't you let me make that decision you don't fucking take my ticket and tell me what the fuck i could do so yes i told him i'm gonna slap the shit out of him yes i did Somebody was like, man, you, you lucky they ain't put you on the no-fly list. I don't give a fuck. I don't fly that much. long as I get back home, I don't care. But damn it, you're not going to threaten my ticket after y'all didn't mess up my damn messing up. Y'all messing up the shit and tell me to lower my voice and be calm. I'm a grown-ass man. If I want to be mad, motherfucker, I will. And you lucky I don't grab your ass up like I did the nigga at U-Haul, okay? So don't play with me. Get my shit right, and I don't got nothing to say. I was in a great mood. Cool. So I get past that. Finally on the damn plane. The only pre, only space that I saw was between these two big guys in the first row. I need to get off this plane. Because if it's as little time as they say there is, I got to go. So I'm squeezed up between these two big guys, literally leaning forward. So all of our shoulders are squeezed up together. Like a, I don't know. Uh, and... The guy told me that they, I think he, they pushed back the time, maybe ten minutes, maybe because they knew our flight was delayed. That's what I'm saying. Like, if our flight is delayed, how is it that the flight that we're supposed to connect to just takes off? Like, you can't wait ten minutes. A flight from Houston and San Antonio is only thirty minutes. I thought that in my mind, but it's only like thirty-four minutes. So we leaving at like seven forty-five, seven fifty. They were dragging their feet. I'm like, yo, please, God, get me there. Like, he's got me through this whole trip with no issues, avoiding thunderstorm, avoiding stuff. We got all the way here. There's no way you're going to get me all the way here, Lord. And then this happens. I know. I just had my faith. I was like, I'm going to make it. I was the first person off the plane. I ran out. And when I ran out, the plane I was supposed to catch was right across. So it's perfect. And they was lining up, and my number was up. I was in the B section this time. So it was A1 through, I mean, 31 through 60, and then it was B1 through 30. I was 30. So I walked, made it perfectly. Yes. Great, man. Screw that guy in San Antonio who thought that he could just take me off this flight. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for getting me here. So I get on the plane. Same thing. I sit in the front row because at this point, I'm I'm just ready to go. And uh, so I get on the plane. Everything's good. Fly out of Houston. Yo, I was so irritated trying to sleep. Like, I'm trying to, I just was tired, man. Being, I've been stuck in the truck for 30 hours. Now I'm stuck in this plane for another three hours. I kept trying to take a nap. I don't sleep well, like, in planes and stuff. I'm thinking I'm sleeping for, like, an hour or two. No, 30 minutes. We ain't going nowhere, bro. I was so blown. <laughs> I was so blown. So then... 
finally get off my cousin he's on his way up there they pick me up cool looking for my bag that turned into a two-hour situation of just trying to figure out where our bags were the guy was like man they probably won't even drop the bags like 4 a.m we landed at 12 30. i'm like yo it's two o'clock i go in there i talk to this lady i'm like listen i said listen I just drove 30 hours from here to San Antonio to do a job and came right back. I said, this has been a really long day. And I was like, this whole bag situation is just, and I just like, it's like this. And she was like, I get you, sir. So I said, please, just, please just pull it into the side. I can't take this no more. <laughs> so I left. Woke up. Came back, and with the right attitude, thanks to P, I called P. I was pissed. I was like, "I don't got my bag, bro. I'm, I'm a Hong Kong fooey somebody." If that's if you're too young to understand who Hong Kong fooey is, go ahead and look him up. Hong Kong fooey, old, old Cartoon Network show. Hong Kong fooey. He's a dog. Anyways. Um, so I go back this morning with the right attitude, thanks to P and my bag. Talked to the girl, she just walked around, pulled my duffel bag, and brought it to me. Thank you. So that was basically the whole Southwest experience. I mean, I normally don't bring bags that go under the under the plane, but because I had tools in there, I had to. Those are so weak. What was that? I'm sorry. What's on TV is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, man, that was Southwest. I'm just happy to be home. Happy to be in my bed, taking a nice, a nice shower and all that good stuff. So, you know, outside of that last four hours of the day of that trip, a good trip. Now. Let's switch. It always trips me out. When you do things and help people or you try to you try to be there for people and they ask you to do things or ask you to help with things and you help them. You don't ask for nothing in return. You go and do it. And then you start to hear this chatter, this conversation when you leave, when you, and it's all this, this, this side talk and, and almost like backstabbing type of conversation about you. Tim is my friend. He's an older guy. Maybe 12 years my senior, 10, 11 years my senior. I may be aging it, might be nine years. He's my, uh, he's a good friend of mine. And I went to coach with him on his AAU team. 
<coughs> Guys, I'm not a coach. <coughs> I know basketball, <coughs> but never coached. So this is a learning experience for me, just like it is for everybody else. We put a lot of time in with these kids. I spent a lot of time trying to build their confidence, get them out of the soft mindset. I spent a lot of time trying to build these kids up, especially Akam, especially Nintendo, especially Jordan. I tried to build up Juwan, Kaz, just keeping him consistent. I tried to build up the team. Micah, Micah had a relationship with these boys. Trying to build these kids so they could become young men. My first weekend tournament with them, we went 0 and 4. <clears throat> it was all over the place. They had so much confidence coming in. And I'm like, y'all haven't earned anything. So to see them get humbled like that. Although I didn't like going out 0-4, it was it was really good to see them be humbled by the by defeat like they had. That's the only way now was up. Next tournament, it went three and one. They lost the game to get in the championship. The week after that. Or the next tournament after that, they went three and one. They lost in the championship. And I had told them, <clears throat> I told them that that I said, listen, every week we come out here, we get better. Next, it's only championships. You've earned them. You got to earn these things. You got to work for them. And that week that came around, I had a falling out with the team because one of the players just as disrespectful and he, his attitude just pissed me off, and I kind of went off. And I told Sim, I'm good. Because in reality, I was shooting myself in both feet. Not in one foot. I was shooting myself in both feet. I wasn't working on those weekends. A lot of the money of my business is made during the Thursday through Sunday. And I was taking L's to go out here, and I wasn't saying nothing about it. Hey, you know, it's what I wanted to do. And I always told the kids, don't quit on me. You know, uh, I'm like, we don't have to do this. I don't have to be here. And I've told him that multiple times, the way they carried, the way they carried themselves and stuff. And he just pissed me off. So that, that was almost like one of my, it was the last straw for me at that moment. So I've been away from the team. I try to keep in contact with some of the guys. But I've been away. And I hear through the grapevine that because we brought on some new girls, I guess, that played and people that played college. They came in to really watch, but I guess they started coaching. <clears throat> and they've been winning more consistently, obviously playing more time, time together, chemistry, building the kids up. 
Oh man, this new episode of the Titans looks good. Um, so I hear through the grapevine that he's he he was like basically shitting on us, on me and Micah. <clears throat> this shit, you know, saying I wasn't, I'm not a coach, and all this stuff. And I just was like, at first, I I wasn't upset. I was more like. Bro, who even really cares? But then I kind of took offense in a sense because it's like you're trying to give credit. Oh, man. Hold up. Let me take that off. They're trying to give credit. Damn it. That Virgo. I didn't even realize that Virgo thing down at the bottom. Um, yeah, so... At first, I was a little upset about that, but then I started thinking, like, if that was supposed to be a slight, you're actually right. I'm not a coach. I was trying to learn to become one, and and honestly, you know, it is what it is, but it's just funny. That's just a, it's just funny how you go out your way to help people grow or help people do, you know, try to live out something that they love and ultimately you don't get appreciated for, for going out your way for people. I've been doing that my whole life. Going out your way. People don't appreciate it until you don't have anyone that goes out their way for you anymore. Then you be like, damn. What happened? What happened was you you're you, the way you, if you got something to say, talk to me. We're men, we're friends, we're brothers, you know what I'm saying? To talk that we brothers and all that, but then you got so much to say, and it's just very interesting. But no hard feelings. I told him that. I don't got time. Life too short to hold whole beef over something like that. But uh that's that. And <clears throat> the last thing as far as what I really want to address. You men with the weird energy. Can you stop? Can you miss me with the weird energy? It's a lot of guys. Not a lot. But y'all just come off so soft, bro. I, I don't like that. Y'all just come off so complain and cry about shit to me. Like I'm your significant other or something. And then when I'm telling you I'm busy because I am, <laughs> niggas try to get upset. And like butt hurt. Like, bro, you don't you don't get out of here with that. Like, we can find and make time to chop it up, but I'm not always available to to just do whatever. I don't even know. Do whatever you're expecting me to do in that moment. I don't get it. Every as a man, you out here, you gotta defend for yourself. You know what I'm saying? I've I never try to rely. Or anybody. And if I do, I have a backup plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't rely on anybody. 
I've had to walk places because I didn't have rides. I had to get things, do certain things I didn't want to, but I had to get it done without making any excuses. And it's just funny to me that men will hold other men accountable for something that you don't even have nothing to do with. You calling me last second asking for my help, and I'm like, uh, I, I can't right now. No. A lot of these guys still are single men without children. Well, I'm happy for you. I am not. I have responsibilities. I, kids could be here. Uh, I could be tired because I work uh, a strenuous job. And I don't owe you any explanation for why I can't do something. Just know I can't do it. And if I could, I would. I'm the first person to drop what I'm doing to help somebody out. But damn, I'm not about to sit here and play this uh, like I owe you thing. Because I don't. You know? And that's the nicest way I could try to put it without being all uh, fired up and, and getting pissed off about it. It's just, bruh, a lot of y'all need to focus on on the task at hand. And I get it. You know, I love women. A lot of men love women. But you got to get on your fucking grind. A lot of times we get sidetracked real quick because of some chick. Or because of some fling or some some who cares, bro? Like if you still living with your moms at 30, I'm not saying there's a problem with that, but I am saying you should want more than that, and you need to be hustling to get up out of there instead of bringing slim to your mom house and saying, "Shh, when you hitting it and be quiet, why don't you just go ahead get you a room?" Niggas just want to go and jump right into an apartment. Like, y'all got to understand there are steps. There are steps. You get yourself a little room. You stack on the side. You get in a little apartment. And you keep moving up as you move up in life. But y'all be still, y'all just be trying to just jump middle, skip the middle part. I don't want to do the room. I'm just going to go. No, you can't just go and get you a $1,500 apartment, bro. I mean, unless you're making it like that. But, But if you just want to get out, have your own space, do that. You, I mean, like, in reality, because I move a lot of people, don't think for a second that all these people got their own place. They have roommates. <laughs> they split the rents. People have their own rooms and stuff, bro. I move them all the time. Black, white, in between. They all doing the same. Like, people are together. So it doesn't make you look bad for having a room and you telling Slim to come past. It's you, you're not at home with mama. But then y'all won't be mad at me. I ain't been home with mama since I left for Morgan State. And if I did go back, very brief. Very brief. Couple of months until something was set up. So, I mean, like, I've always been on it. Getting it. Trying my best regardless. And not holding no other man responsible for whatever the hell I'm going through. Because whatever I'm going through is something that I put myself in or a situation that I got is it's own, yours, your problem. Ownership, bro. Men. That's what a man does. Fucking go and hunt and bring your food in and you protect your shelter. And you don't rely on anybody, bro. Like, I, and it's just good that I actually have like a good village of people. Like my father and I had a grandfather before he passed. I got my cousin. I got different guys. Man, Marcus at Shamsu. 
So got a lot of good, strong men that are my friends. And if something did happen, Ryan, if something did happen, I could have called on him. Easy. No problem, Tim. Easy. I can call on him. But I typically don't need to, bro, because... I figure it out. But if I do, I pay him back. <laughs> I don't want to get started on, the, on you non-paying back for you South Clowns. Anywho, what else I had to talk to you about? I had a couple of headlines. Let me see if I can run through them real quick. And I'm um, getting up out of here. Mainly, I just wanted to get uh, I wanted to get that stupid Southwest story out. <laughs> they crazy. So I just saw, just uh, be careful out here, people. Um, uh, they they have a new scheme to try to steal your car. Apparently, a person will put uh, a fake $100 bill or a $100 bill, whatever, a, hundred, a, a dollar amount bill in your on your glass windshield. The trick being that you get in your car, you start your car up, you see the money, so you exit your vehicle to check it out. They basically run up in your junk and pull off. So you be careful. You see any money or your windshield, you know what I'm saying? Call the police. That's what they're saying here. Or just pull on off and just say, forget that hundo. Or see it before you even get it. You know what I'm saying? But be careful. If you see a hundo on your car, be careful. Be careful. Look around. Put your hand on your on your on your on your knife or something. And get ready. Because they close. Just wanted to put that out there for you. I just saw that, and it's a lot of ridiculous stuff going on. So just beware. I saw this crazy, I can't remember what it was called, turbine in Maryland, a water turbine. It looked like a tornado. It actually looked like a it looked like a tornado. It was weird. It was like a it was like a it wasn't hitting the ground. It was close, but it was like a world like it was very interesting i meant to do a screen record of it but it was actually it destroyed something it was off the off some merlin it was in merlin somewhere but it was really uh <laughs> this water turbine tornado it looked like an avatar like something that ang would have been it was weird yeah i couldn't describe it vanessa bryant um had recently wrote a post because of this nice kicks tweeted out that DeMar DeRozan is signing a four-year contract extension with Nike that keeps keeps him as the face of the Kobe Bryant signature sneaker line. And she quickly responded and said that, no, he is not. She said, false. He is not the face of the Kobe line. No one is. And responded, loves that he's a Kobe supporter, but the caption is false. It's misinformation. Only Kobe is the face of the line. So, I mean, hey, you got to love her sticking up for a man's legacy. Because it's like, hey, I get it. DeMar DeRozan is cool and all. But uh, uh, DeMar DeRozan, what rings have he won? Scoring titles? I mean, a couple of all-stars. But, I mean, if we're going to say Kobe, we, we need to be talking higher echelon, a basketball player, correct? Like, we need to be talking about. Nobody really even favors his game anymore. I would say J- you can go 
Jason Tatum-ish. At least he's like a budding superstar. Uh, just went to the finals for his first time. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody like him who has, I could see him. But DeMar DeRozan, good player. But uh, let's not uh, let's not jump the gun. That's crazy. But uh, let me see. Oh, I also saw this very disgusting uh, image. This woman was left with the worst pain she ever felt from a parasite that burrowed into her eyelid. Uh, Louise Edwards woke up on the 22nd of July with what she described as a spot above the skin on her right eye. She thought she had been bitten by a bug but sought medical treatment after the wound got bigger. The 34-year-old mother, mother went to St. Paul's Eye Hospital Hospital in Royal Liverpool Hospital the following day and was sent home with antibiotics. Acting on the advice of the neighbor, Ms. Edwards said that she used boy water to draw whatever was in her eyelid. She said she felt a popping sensation and some sort of parasite with legs began crawling out of the womb. Ms. Edwards, who had visited Turkey the previous month and used her caravan the week before waking up with the bite, said she didn't know what might have caused it. That is it's a picture of it on the floor, it, or whatever that is. It's disgusting. She then took the parasite back to the hospital where one nurse laughed and said it looked like something out of an alien movie. She laughed, really? I didn't grossed out. Um, doctors advised her to carry on taking her course of antibiotics. She had another appointment with her GP in hopes to find out what was inside her eyelid. So please, oh my goodness, that sounds extraordinarily disgusting. Uh, be careful what you're eating. And the places you're going, I don't even know what to tell you because they didn't even give you no know, like origin of where that came from. Um, who else is on here? Excuse me. Uh, let me see what was this. I think one of these is Brittany Grinder, but I didn't put a. Go to the site, man. You know. Uh oh yeah. So did y'all see the clip? I meant to the screen. I, I'm sorry, I didn't record none of these, but the recording of uh somebody recorded LeBron James and Draymond making fun of Antonio Brown's dance. I think that is the stupidest dance I've ever seen, but that that is a funny, that's a pretty funny video when you realize what they're doing. <laughs> this is your boy dance, bruh. Oh, oh yeah, do the A B or whatever. Do the A B. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You got to give it to him. He was at least on the Rolling Loud stage. I mean, that, he somehow somehow he got on there. So I don't know. I don't know what to say about AB. Interesting guy. Interesting guy. Uh, let's see. Who's that? I worked on it now, but uh oh, oh, oh. Okay, I get it. I got you. Yeah, I mean, that's really pretty much all I really have until I just get settled back in. I'm just I've been trying to rest majority of today. For the most part, I'm just rested. So I ain't doing too much. I'm chilling. Uh, depending on the weather, probably do something with the girls tomorrow. 
But um, that's all, folks. Peace. Smoke weed. Bye.